This week on Inside Motorsport, we speak to Jim Richards about the Touring Car Masters, which he won at Sandown a week ago. I hope you'll stay with us. Jim Richards joins us on the line here on Inside Motorsport. And Jim, although you had an enforced week off with uh, other commitments up north when the, uh, the when the Touring Car Masters were in Tasmania, you've come back with a flurry, winning the Sandown round. Congratulations. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. I mean, uh, obviously in the class, we have to drop our worst round, but, it, but it's, you know, it's, it's handy if you actually score points in every round, so then you can pick which one you, you want to drop, you know. And obviously, with uh, Sandown being a, a track that you're so familiar with, you uh, didn't let anyone down and uh, really got a great result and uh, made it not so bad that you had to drop that one. No, 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 it was, it was good. I mean, the fact that, um, you know, that, uh, that, that JB has, um, uh, he, he had a, a round that he didn't score any points in and so have I, so that, that makes us both drop a round, obviously, that we didn't score any points at. Uh, so all our points that we've got currently count, where Gavin's got to drop 30 points, uh, uh, which, you know, which doesn't help him either. But Sandown, yeah, we, we, I mean, I like Sandown. And the, the car r- went really, really good. We, we sort of had pole position, and um, Bowie won the first race. We couldn't do anything about him. It was, he was just a, a little too quick. And um, the second race, of course, was uh, called off because we only did five laps. And in the last race, uh, I managed to sort of follow Bowie, then pass him, and then won by, oh, I probably only would have won by four or five car lengths, but then Bowie had a, um, had a had an accelerator cable break or something, and uh, and he didn't finish, so that made it all the better for us. So he, he didn't get any points in that heat, and uh, we got 60, so it's all worked out pretty good, so uh, let, let's hope it continues at Homebush. Well, that's the thing. It's a very busy end of the season for the Touring Car Masters, and uh, considering that the majority of the field aren't professional racing teams, it uh, must make it hard to turn the cars around in such a short period of time for them. No, I suppose it does in a way, but the good thing about the Touring Car Masters class is that the, uh, the freedoms that were allowed, uh, which are controlled freedoms, mind you, uh, are all to do with making the car more reliable, and um, and um, l- l- lack of um, you, know, you don't have to do too much maintenance, you know. So, for instance, our engines are all very very reliable, run on pump fuel with rev limits. Our gearboxes are free as long as they're four speed. Our brakes are free as long as they're no bigger than twelve inch and a four piston caliper. So all that stuff adds up to uh, to saying, hey, you can almost really take your car home, put it on on its stands or in the garage, take the wheels off, do a nut and bolt check, make sure there's no oil leaks the wheel alignment and away you go again uh, so unless you have like a major failure of some sort which you do every now and again the cars are you know really really reliable mm. and it, it, although it's not pure historic racing it is something that the fans have got right behind listen i, I would have to say that you know I, I believe the fans would think that we're probably the uh, the 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 most enjoyable support category to watch that, that follows the v8 supercar only because the cars, half the spectators probably have never seen the cars you know, race before, and half of them um, did see them race. So, you know, each one thinks, wow, this is fantastic. They all sound different. They all look different. And the fact that they've all got their, their um, you could say, their advantages in different places, you know what I mean? The, the light cars, for instance, with the small engines, 
uh, sort of sneak through the corner and, and, and under brakes are better. The bigger cars with the bigger engines are better down the end of the straight. So, you know, it, it makes for really, really exciting and interesting racing. And mm. I, I love driving them. They're fantastic. Of course, uh, before the season ends, you go to Homebush. And Homebush must be one of the, uh, well, once again, a track that's going to have some great crowds, but also a track that's not really built for uh, motor racing purely like we've seen at, uh, at Simmons Plains or at Sandown? No, it's not, but I think that's what makes it exciting for all our guys in our class. I mean, a few of them might have a, you know, a little bit of trepidation going there, but the fact is that you only go as fast as you want to go. I mean, you know, like, I mean, you, you know there's concrete walls around everywhere, you know there's curbs here and there, so you just do the best you can, and, uh, you know, that's what's good about it. The, the result really... It's not sheep stations. It, it doesn't really matter if you win or come second or third. We all, we'd all like to win. But uh, most of us are sort of over the, 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 the you could say, the, uh, the, the glory, and we're just there to have uh, absolute good time, fun, race our cars, uh, and we don't want to, you know, in my case, we don't want to scratch them or bend them, so we all keep a bit in reserve. But it's just really good, exciting racing because the cars are quite fast. I mean, they're only probably... 15, 20k slower than a V8 supercar down the straights. Mm. And I guess one of the things that makes them so exciting is they're under-braked, under-tired and zero aero. Exactly. I mean, cars like mine, which is a 64 model, have got absolutely no aero at all, where the, the sort of the, the mid-60s, so the late-60s and early-70s cars do have a spoiler or two here and there, but uh, that's part of the excitement. You know, like, it's you know different cars, different shapes, they all go through the air differently, they all you know, it's really, really great class. Mm. Now, uh, on another note, uh, you're building yourself a, a nice little toy, and uh, AMC is probably a brand that not a lot of the younger generation would know, but uh, people uh, closer to your own age would uh, certainly remember the American Motor Company. Yes, I think, you know, you'd be amazed how much interest there is in the car, and it, like it's not out there yet, but... Uh, you know, the word that, that I'm building, that, that me, me and my, my friends and Bruce Tyson and Mick Webb are building one, um, has created a, a heap of interest. Wherever we go now, people are asking, oh, when's the javelin coming? When's the javelin coming? And then there are the ones that say, oh, what's that car you're building? What, what, what sort of car is it? And so you explain to it to them. But uh, we decided to build it because basically it's something totally different to what anyone's seen out here. You don't very rarely see them driving down the road. I mean, I've, I think I've only seen one since I've been here for 35 years. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a nice car. Listen, it'll be hard to get it to go any faster than what the Falcon is, but it's another car out there. Um, I love my cars, and, um, you know, why not have two of them instead of one? Mm. And, of course, uh, for, uh, probably people my age, which is around the early 40s, AMC mostly means uh, a DeLorean. So you, you've really gone back even uh, even further to find the Javelin, which had a an interesting racing pedigree. It certainly did. I mean, um, obviously it's the American Motor Company, um, and uh, they had Nash and, and the Ramblers and then with Javelins. But um, Mark Donahue and, um, and, and um, Penske actually ran the Javelins in the Trans Am series and actually won the Trans Am series in America, which is a series that's probably uh, like our series of uh, Touring Car Masters is now, only in the, in the 60s and 70s. Mm. But uh, they took on Ford and Chevrolet and actually beat them at their own game. And then, of course, you know, 10 years later, they basically uh, were no more. Uh, I think Jeep Chrysler, or Jeep as they were, then Chrysler bought them out. And, uh, of course, you know, you can't buy any new parts for them now. And, and, and you know, the fact that the cars sort of disappeared because there wasn't that many made, uh, nobody's really seen them. Although there was 
um, 178 cars sold in Australia that were assembled in Australia. <laughs> the it's Javelins were assembled here by um, AMI in the uh, mid-late 60s, 70s. Yeah, an interesting pedigree, and I'm sure everyone, like yourself, is looking forward to getting it onto the track. And what about 2011? Of course, you and Barry Oliver so successful in the tarmac rallying, and of course, you've got your touring car masters program that's going to go bigger and better next year. What, what else for Jim Richards? Uh, basically, that's that's really all. I mean, I, we, we, I still do the rallies. Um, Barry and I have been doing them for like 19 years. I think Barry's kept the count. We've done 58. Tarsier rallies together and, uh, you know. I think you've won 29 out of 58 or something, or a podium, 29 podiums. Something like that. Yeah, yeah Barry keeps a count. I, I, I probably don't. But, uh, but listen, I'm going to do the rallies again, uh, all those again with Barry. We'll do the Touring Car Masters. I've got my uh, Porsche drive days and ride days. And uh, I've got one, I've got the first, first M3 that I drove for Frank Gardner, uh, the JPS M3 BMWs that I'm going to restore back to uh, when it was when I drove it. So I'll do a, I'll do a, you know one or two races a year in the in the M3, but it won't be ready till mid, midway through next year. Um, so I've got a few, you know, I've got a few few different aspects of the sport covered. And it sounds like you're keeping yourself well and truly busy. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that, that's what you do. I mean, I suppose in, in a way, the older you get, the more more things you need to do to keep fit. So it keeps me fit walking around the workshop and laying down under cars and doing a bit of that. <laughs> Jim, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. All the best as you head off to Sydney. Uh, as you said, it's going to be an interesting race meeting for sure, and hopefully the Touring Car Masters will impress everyone the way they've done it every other round this year. Thanks, Trey. Good man. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.